Before we begin today's podcast, we'd like to speak briefly about one of our sponsors, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go on to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to Living Radiantly, devotionals to empower your connection with the Lord as you hear, connect, and empower your living radiantly. Join Carolyn Marlowe, founder, administrator, and teacher for the Carolyn Marlowe Ministries, a nonprofit 501c3, every week to empower your connection with the Lord via her Bible study courses and life-giving resources. Whether your spiritual strengths ebb and flow or the light and life of Christ need to brighten and glow, devotionals to empower your connection with His Spirit helps you hear, connect, and empower your living radiantly. In this episode, Carolyn shares an inspiring word from the gatherings to empower you to reclaim your community for Christ. The title of today's episode is Boiling Springs Foundations. Find out how Boiling Springs got their name and how God is calling this town to return to its roots and be a spring of living water. Then, how will her message impact you to reclaim your community for Christ? Access the gathering series at www.carolynmarlow.com podcasts. Bow knees, bold love, brave prayers. Now let's look, look at reach back to the Boiling Springs Foundations. Did you know, somebody pointed this out, I think it was Carrie Stevens. Um, somebody asked, what's the boiling point for water? She said, it's 212. <laughs> we got another 12. It, came, it became a, a joke. Within in, a, in our little group, everywhere we would go, we'd find a twelve on scripture. We'd find a twelve here, a twelve there. It was always something about a twelve. Well, boiling point of water is two twelve. Well, not hot, but a bubbling spring flowed with an incredibly pure, refreshing stream of water in the middle of this community. In the mid 1700s, the first settlement establishment was at, a, at the pure, refreshing, boiling spring. And some say that, he, that one even, there was another one that even shot up like a geyser six feet tall underneath the Walgreens down here. Oh, <laughs> I'll back there and burst forth anytime soon. <laughs> we wouldn't have a Walgreens anymore. I need my Walgreens. <laughs> oh, my. Then by the early 1900s, Farmers and traders, early 1900s, farmers and traders would stop to water their horses on their way to trade and sell their produce and marketable items. Trappers traveling in the, from the Piedmont Mountains to the coastal markets would stop by the pure, bubbling, refreshing stream to water their horses as well. Boiling Springs has been known to be surrounded by water. We had Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Lake. Remember Rainbow Lake? Did anybody swim in Rainbow Lake when you were young? I did. And they reopened Rainbow Lake uh, when my old, our oldest daughter was just real tiny. And we took her, 
and I can't remember when they closed it down, but Rainbow Lake was a great attraction to this area, and it was a beautiful lake and a lot of fun. But sorry, it's gone. It's no longer there. It's dried up. Why has the bubbling, refreshing spring dwindled to a tiny trickle? Why have the waters dried up? There's Boiling Springs' little, little plaque that I took a picture of. Why has, why has the springs dried up? We've got a picture of the springs that will come up in a minute. Why have they dried up? I know there's natural reasons, but what are the spiritual implications for the pure, bubbling, refreshing water drying up in our own lives? For my people have done two things, Jeremiah says. They have abandoned me. The fountain of living water. God himself called himself the fountain of living water in Jeremiah. He said they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Water in scripture, that's, that's a little trickle. Y'all, it's dry up. It's just a little, little thing about like this. I went... That's my, I took a picture of it. There's nothing there. And it used to be this big, huge, refreshing water. Water in, water in Scripture symbolizes the Holy Spirit. It's a common practice for Israel in Israel to baptize. I went to Israel several years ago, and they have mitzvah pools. Carrie and I roomed together. Um, they, they have mitzvah pools outside, in communities, in their temples, in uh, various places. And in those mitzvah pools, those were baptismal pools. Well, they didn't baptize unless they had living water in the pools. And the way they made living water was they would drop, uh, do little drops of blood or drops of wine into the water, into the pool. And it stirred to become, and they thought that was generating spiritual life. It was called living waters. Well, Jesus, um, well, they Israel also celebrated three major feasts of the Lord each year, and they still celebrate those feasts. They're celebrating Sukkot uh, right now. Isn't that right? Becky, Becky was telling us something about that yesterday. But Jesus celebrated the feast. And, and all the feasts had to do with the agriculture and land and water. Jesus celebrated the feast. And in John 7, 37 through 39, he said this. This. On the last day, is what scripture says. On the last day of the feast of Israel, called the great day. Now on the great day, they had three major feasts each year. And they were, they were celebrated spring, summer spring, summer, fall. And on the last day of each of those major feasts, it was called the Great Day. And what they would do, why it was called the Great Day, is because that was their celebration day of just wrapping up everything, like we do our fall festivals, you know, kind of like that. But, but the priest, the difference is, <laughs> they had offered sacrifices on the altars. And the priest would go down to the Pool of Siloam and fill their cisterns with water and bring them back up on carts and they would they would wash the altars with water from the Siloam pool. And when those waters were mixed with the blood on the altars, so what did what did that become? What kind of waters did that become? It became living waters. 
So the people knew. The people knew what living waters was. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, this is your heart in scripture. This is your spirit. This is what the, what the scripture, they use the word heart. It's not your organ. This is your spirit, man. Out of your heart will flow rivers of living water, Jesus said. He said, it goes on to say, this he said about the Spirit. The Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. You see, Jesus had told them that I'm sending you another one just like me. I'm sending you the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father was the Holy Spirit. I'm sending another one just like me, the Spirit of God, who is Christ in Spirit, who is God in Spirit. He is a Holy Spirit. There are many spirits. Did you know there are many spirits? But there's only one Holy Spirit. Holy precedes Spirit. That's why he's called the Holy Spirit. God is God our Father. He is God the Son. He is God the Holy Spirit. He is one God expressed in three ways. He is God our Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. sending you the promise of the Father. Do you know what the promise of the Father is? Does anybody know what the promise of the Father is that Jesus promised? The promise of the Father was, he said, go wait for the promise of the Father. At the end of Luke, he told them. He said, go wait for the promise of the Father. And then over in Acts, you find in Acts 1, they're waiting for the promise of the Father. Do you know when they were waiting? They were waiting on on, on Pentecost. Pentecost is not a group of wild, crazy believers. <laughs> it's not just that. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not what Pentecost really is. We are Some are named after that feast, Pentecostals. Some are named after John the Baptizer, Baptist. We're all believers. And what they were doing, they were celebrating Jesus died on Passover. Did you know Jesus fulfilled all, all of those feasts? He died on Passover. He was raised from the grave on another feast, uh, a secondary feast. And then 50 days later is what Pentecost means. 50, Pentecost means 50. 50 days from Passover, Jesus sent the promise of the Father. And there were 120 who were in that room waiting for the promise of the Father. They were anticipating. They were hoping. They were waiting. They were expecting the promise of the Father because Jesus said, I'm going to send another one just like me. You go wait. The promise of the Father is coming. And they waited. And they prayed for days. And they, on Pentecost, on that feast of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, because they were in unity and they were waiting. Now listen, there were thousands. Did you know nations from around the world came to celebrate those feasts every year? They would make their journeys and travel from other nations 
is they were wanted to celebrate with Israel the feast of the Lord. So there were thousands out in the street celebrating the feast of Pentecost. But there were only 120 in the room who were waiting and expecting the promise of the Father to come. And the Holy Spirit came. The Holy the promise of the Father is that Jesus would send the Holy Spirit, one just like himself. So you see, while they're all out there, thousands are out in the streets celebrating Pentecost, those 120 experienced Pentecost. They experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And that's how then they end up going out in the streets and preaching in all different nations. Got saved. All different nations. That's why all the nations were there. They were there to celebrate the feast. And they did. He said, I'm sending the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit comes within me. Let me say this. The Holy Spirit suddenly, if you read some translations, it says suddenly. 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 The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not push himself on you. But he came for those who were expecting him, who were waiting and anticipating. The whole, some versions say the Holy Spirit rushed into the lives. He rushed into the lives of those believers who were expecting him to come. He rushed. You see, in Ezekiel 11 and 12, when the Spirit of God left the temple, he left in a very grieving, grieving manner. Read Ezekiel 11 and 12 and you'll see how the Holy Spirit, he didn't want to leave the temple, but he left in a grieving manner. He didn't want to leave. He, he would hover over parts of the temple and parts of the city. He was so grieved to leave. And that's part of the last uh, speaking about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament until... Pentecost, 30 A.D., around 30 A.D., came, and the Holy Spirit rushed. He, did, he was no longer grieved. He rushed into the lives of those who wanted him to rush into their lives, who were waiting. Isn't that powerful? Isn't it amazing that our God, we, when we wait on him, he will send his Spirit to rush into our lives. The Holy Spirit comes within me. When, you, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit, all of the Holy Spirit comes within you to live the Christ life. He comes within me to live the Christ life. But you know, I have learned a lot over the years. And the Holy Spirit comes upon you, upon me, for boldness to take the kingdom of God. He comes within us. Everything about God is within us. He is Jesus. He comes inside to live within us, to give us power to live the Christ life. You can live the Christ life, but then if you want power to have that boldness, to go share the gospel, and I'll tell you, it comes with extra stuff too. It comes with joy. It comes with peace. He comes with peace. It's not a, he's not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. He is God. He comes with joy. He comes with peace. He comes with uh, he renews you, body, soul, and spirit. Now, it's not a, you know, bury your head in the sand and pretend like nothing's happening in the world life. You know? 
But he comes to help us through those times. Through COVID. Through, you know, COVID is a sad situation. It's a sad situation. But he comes to generate spiritual life in us. Let's give the Holy Spirit his rightful place as God, the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth. He said, I'll always, and Cheryl read this, he said, I'll always show you where to go. I'll always give you a full life in the emptiest of places. You'll be like a well-watered garden. Boiling springs, you will be like a gurgling spring that never runs dry. We can't live this life without the power. We can't do this without the power of the Holy Spirit and without having relationship, relationship with the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is Jesus, and He comes. He will never leave us or forsake us. He is the Spirit of Christ who carries us through these suddenness when the world gets shut down, when your life gets shut down from the world. He will carry you through. He will carry us through our suddenness. Now I want to share just a little, little teaser about Inman, Inman Foundations. It has the oldest, now correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly, but I think I remember this right. And I read through a little bit of your notes, but he has the oldest stand, it has the oldest standing church building in the upstate. Is that right? The oldest standing building. The oldest standing building. Okay, the oldest standing building in the upstate. Isn't that amazing? There's some roots there we need to explore. There's some heritage there we need to explore. We're going to do that next month on October the 16th. Make plans to come and find out about how Inman, Landrum, and Campabella helped out the Wicked Village. Went to the Wicked Village. Changed the Wicked Village. Come and find out. <coughs> The Holy Spirit prepares us with mission and vision. He equips us with himself. Uh, he helps us reach back to foundations to empower us to take the kingdom of God. And we know, we are, we are told uh, that we are in co-mission together. <coughs> co-mission means you need me. Remember, you need me. <laughs> I need you. It's a co-mission. Matthew 28, go and make disciples. Uh, Acts, Acts 1 and chapter 2, they, they were gathered, the Holy Spirit filled them, and they went out together. They didn't do it alone. They, and they changed. Scripture says, go to uh, Jerusalem and Judea. Do you know that is family and friends? Go to your Samaria. Do you know that's acquaintances and enemies? Uh, uh, Samaria, they, 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 were, they lived right beside Jerusalem, the people in Jerusalem, but Samaria were their enemies because they had intermarried with other tribes and the, and the Jews considered them enemies. Now, 
So here, Jesus told them, go. You go to Samaria. You change the world. Go to uh, your acquaintances and your enemies. Go to the uttermost parts of the world. That's strangers and godless. Well, I decided, look, the Holy Spirit showed me that, and I said, Lord, that covers everybody, doesn't it? Covers everybody. Everywhere our feet touch, our lives will make an influence into other people's lives. Someone was saying yesterday uh, that someone said to them to work, I think it was Donna. Donna said, someone said to her, um, I, I just loved your energy. I loved your, you know, don't don't give that up. Don't stop with that kind of energy. And we all said, Donna, that energy is Christ in you. Is Christ in you. Keep going. Show them Christ wherever you step, wherever you work, wherever you go. Thanks for listening to Living Radiantly. Devotionals to empower your connection with the Lord for Living Radiantly. Subscribe to Living Radiantly Podcasts and visit carolynmarlow.com to connect with Carolyn and her resources for Living Radiantly. Join us for the next episode to continue connecting with the Lord and one another for Living Radiantly.